Shachtan, an Indo Askelige. Time in Mon Irok the Yen of Chacht Erachor, Agasuligum, a Makan Shaw, Gurfeder Echor, Inuik Kart, Len of Winterfein. Skilti, Fis, Turmi. Tashe Dochretche, Nach Vetok, Ara, Igornamion, and Kestian Echo. Vien Talam again Omgrev, Orkar Nrachtum. Find us on all the usual podcast platforms. Yeah, having my head shoved into the uh, steps of the Ulster Bank in Ranla, called but of a gun put into the back of your skull, that's a moment where you go, okay, yeah, I think this one's up. How does a high-flying academic become one of Ireland's most prolific bank robbers? What I would see is the most important part of this still lies open. I'm Not Here to Hurt You, a brand new series from the award-winning team behind the Indo Daily. That November day, that's where it all, all begins. Out now, wherever you get your podcasts. Hello and you're welcome to The Big Tech Show with me, Adrian Wechter, the tech editor of the Irish Independent. This week, it's about Facebook and it's a product that they are bringing in to try and let you control your privacy more. Now, Facebook, as we know, does have some privacy challenges. By default, it tracks what you do even when you're not on Facebook. So the products you shop for, for example, even the political candidates that you donate to, they use tools like Facebook Pixel which is a small piece of code uh, deposited on millions of websites across the internet. And then Facebook uses that information to target you with personalized ads. And this is a very, very uh, profitable business for Facebook. It's most recently quarterly results this month show that it has made $17.4 billion in revenue, which is absolutely huge. Its average revenue per user is $34.00 massively up uh, on this time last year when it was $27. So Facebook is making a lot of money and this is the main way that they do it. But not everybody is happy with this because there are privacy implications with Facebook tracking you all around the web and people then ask questions like, why am I seeing this ad? Then people ask questions like, is Facebook listening to my conversations on uh, my phone? Is it listening secretly to me when I'm in the pub chatting about a topic? How come I saw that ad when I was only talking about it the other day? So what they're doing is they've introduced a new product called Off Facebook Activity and essentially lets you limit or sever the ties between uh, the data that businesses um, will have with their relationship with Facebook. So you can go in and you can pick which businesses um, you want to be able to have a trading relationship with Facebook based on your data in terms of your personal information. Now, to talk about this, I am joined today by David Bazer, who's a senior product director at Facebook, where he's leading that new privacy product team responsible for off-Facebook activity and before which he was working on Facebook's efforts to comply with GDPR privacy policies. 
Okay, David, we're talking about um, off-Facebook activity. Can you explain to me briefly how that works? Sure. So off-Facebook activity does three things. First, it gives you access to and the ability to view a list of the businesses that send Facebook data uh, about you as you visit their website or engage with their application. Second, it gives you the option to remove that data from its association with your account. And the third thing it does is it lets you tell Facebook that you would permanently like that kind of data to no longer be associated with your account. Mm. And the issue, or one of the issues here, I'm assuming, is that people have so many apps on their phone. I think the average has been uh, calculated at around 80 apps, maybe 40 of which we use uh, every month, that... There is a level of confusion. I get it all the time. I'm sure you do as well. People asking questions such as how in God's name do, uh, do, you know, was an ad for something that I may have been talking about, I may have been browsing. How has that popped up um, on my feed? Is that really what you're getting at here? Um, That is one of the kinds of things that is powered by this sorts of data. The way this data works is uh, a business or an app developer will include one of Facebook's business tools, like our Pixel or our app developer, uh, we call SDK. It's a kit that app developers can use to include a bunch of useful tools in their application. We'll we'll add that tool to their app or their website, which will send data to Facebook that basically says a user visited the website or opened the app um, or took an action on the website, took an action on the app. And then if that same app developer or website owner wants to run an ad, they can run an ad using that data to retarget you is what we call it in the industry, which is the experience you described. Mm -hmm. But the data can also be used for other things. For example, it can be used simply to uh, give aggregated and anonymous metrics to the business about how effective their advertising Mm -hmm. is. Mm. And I, I understand that one of the things that you will be doing, one of the nuances here that maybe people might want to know is this is a decoupling of that data from an account, isn't it? It's not actually a strict deletion of the data. Correct. So the data is disconnected from your account and is left in a state in which we no longer, we being Facebook, no longer have any understanding of which person that data was actually about in the first place. So the the data is left in an anonymized state afterwards. We do need to retain the data for the purposes of accounting and being able to continue to report on the uh, the statistics and metrics that we provide to advertisers. But we do not retain any identifying data about that. Which makes sense, certainly from a business point of view. Are there any other technical reasons why you mightn't delete that data? Or is it purely about maintaining what is essentially Facebook's lifeblood, which is uh, revenue from advertisers? Uh, we, we do need to maintain, for accounting purposes, our ability to report on statistics. That's the principal reason we had to retain that data. Technically, the ability to disconnect the data and the ability to delete the data are actually considered in the industry identical. Um, In many cases, certain Mm -hmm. kinds of technical storage systems can only have a disassociation as opposed to a deletion. So they're actually, in many cases, considered equivalent in the the computer science world. 
Um, in this case, we do need to maintain, as I said, those records for accounting purposes. That's a concept that a lot of listeners wouldn't have been familiar with before, that it's con- that, that those two things are considered almost to be equal. I mean, if you were talking to you know, a, a man or woman on the street, they might ask, well, surely Facebook could delete the data if they wanted to. Is, is that just too simplistic? So... It- Speaking of in generalities now, uh, as opposed to about specifics, mm-hmm. some kinds of data are stored um, in a way where there's no, we call it an index, which is a way to look things up. So try to imagine, um, to go back to the old world, try to imagine the yellow pages and imagine a yellow pages without an index. Now, if you didn't have an index for the yellow pages, you could very slowly try to find a business you were looking for by flipping back and forth through the pages, trying to guess where to go. And eventually, after a long time, you might mm-hmm. find the business you were looking for. But it would be very difficult and very slow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, listen, we, 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 we've all been there. And it's, it's, it's always a plumber. And it's always when the pipe is burst. But anyway, exactly. um, oh, I'm old enough to, uh, uh, to uh, remember that. Um, so, so, yep. So when you don't have that index, right, if you wanted to find a record and delete it, it would take too long. And so that's the challenge that many tech companies face with certain sorts of generic storage systems. If you can't actually find the record you want to get rid of, then there's a different way, which is you take all the records and you remove their identifying data after a period of time, which leaves them in this aggregated and anonymized form um, where you can still see the statistics, but you can't actually see the individual records. So the net effect of this will be for somebody like me who uses Facebook or Facebook products on practically a daily basis. What will I see or how will I know that this is working? What what are the effects going to be on my daily use? Great question. So um, I can tell you from having done it that you'll get worse ads and you'll probably notice them, though if you don't notice, I'd love to hear why you didn't notice. Um, Your ads will be worse for two kinds of reasons. First, you'll lose those ads that we talked about that um, come from a direct retargeting experience. Those are actually relatively few and far between, though they're noticeable when you get them, right? You were shopping for something and now you see it on Facebook. That type of ad will likely stop. Um, you might have a different kind of ad that looks like that it, you know, by random chance, but the actual retargeting ads will stop. The other thing that will happen, though, is... Um, because Facebook no longer has this data associated with your account, the way we decide which kinds of ads are relevant to you will have fewer inputs into it. We'll just not have as much data to make those decisions effectively. And what that will mean for quite a while um, is that you will experience more generic ads, broadly targeted ads, targeted to say all of Ireland. Um or to all people in the EU even. Uh, and you'll see these you know, generic ads and you'll wonder, why am I getting these generic ads? For me, I suddenly started getting a bunch of ads uh, about tennis. I haven't unfortunately played tennis in almost 10 years because I hurt my shoulder a while back. Um, but I used to play tennis a long time ago, so it was on my Facebook profile, and that's what happened to me in my ads. Oh, okay. So uh, almost from a digital point of view, historical uh, interests we might resurface. Well, whatever, basically, whatever data you've g- given Facebook about yourself in your profile mm. will become the only data remaining. Oh yeah, I see. Right. So that's the only data remaining. Now, um, 
one challenge that people may have is they may listen to this or they may read about this and then they may it might drift out of their mind and then a week later or a month later they may uh they just may not do anything i think an awful lot of the data shows that there are still an awful lot of people who despite all the articles despite all the guidance from organizations like the the data protection commissioner's office here in Ireland which is very active and quite a powerful entity they they actually don't know or not are not sure where to tweak their privacy settings i mean is it possible that the majority of people isn't it likely actually the majority of people just won't really avail of this we hope that the majority of people will use it if they want to uh, as I think you may know, we are running an ad campaign in Ireland um, promoting this feature. I think the ads are quite good. Um, I believe they'll actually be running in the independent or are already in running in the independent um, and happy to provide you a copy if you haven't seen them. But we do want people to use the feature and discover it. Uh, we're running an ad campaign in Ireland. It's actually the first country we're running that ad campaign, but more countries will get an ad campaign in the future. Um, we'll also be including this in various other places that we help people discover their settings. It's featured very prominently. It's on the main settings page in Facebook. Um, so we do hope people will find it and use it. Ultimately, though, of course, we can only get people to use it to the level that they want to. I can tell you right now that amongst our initial launch countries, Ireland showed you know the strongest adoption. So I think the activity and energy you describe is having some effect. And we hope to see more of that. We're not trying to bury or hide this. We want people to use it. We wouldn't build it if we didn't think it was something that some people want. We don't expect all people will want it because we think their ads will get significantly worse. And we think actually people get a lot of value out of good ads. But for the people who do want to use it, we invite them to, and we hope they can discover it and use it easily. Uh, and just just before I leave that topic, the the ethical bit of my brain nagging at the back of my head here says that uh, this has nothing to do with the fact that you may or may not be placing an ad in in the uh, the Irish. And, and I, I, well, I wasn't aware of that. So uh, if any listeners thinking, ah, that's why they're doing this pod, it's not. It's not. I, I actually wasn't aware of it. Um, no, just just before I just before I leave that uh, end of it, um, you mentioned the fact that this will be prominently displayed even on you know in, in a, a person's everyday Facebook experience. One of the things that I have spoken to the Data Protection Commissioner about here for many years is the relatively decent relationship that she and her office and her predecessor has had with Facebook in terms of the positioning of new products and privacy initiatives. And sometimes that has come to discussions of where it should be displayed on the site, how prominent it should be, where it shouldn't be. Was that a factor at all here? I can't speak directly to our relationship with the Irish Data Protection Commission. The Dublin office does you know, run that relationship. Mm-hmm. What, what I can say is that we regularly receive feedback from our colleagues in, in the Dublin office, giving us you know, input and guidance based on their conversations with the Irish Data Protection Commission. And you know, that feedback and guidance mm-hmm. has always proven very useful. And David, you mentioned Ireland. There is one of the uh, launch countries, in, uh, as well as South Korea and Spain. Why, why pick Ireland? Great question. So Ireland has a few great properties for us. Of course, it is um, Facebook's hub for the EU, which is an important point. And of course, the Irish Data Protection Commission is there and our excellent office with that pipeline. But also, uh, Ireland is an English-speaking market. It um, lets us test our product and our advertising campaign in English, which is the language we, of course, wrote the copy in. 
Um, and Ireland has extraordinarily high expectations around privacy. It's one of the you know, most aware and educated uh, countries out there. And that helps us test a product like this where we do want to see strong adoption and we want to hear feedback and opinions from people who really care about using the product. I mean, that's very interesting to hear from from someone in your position about uh, the perception of Ireland uh, having that level of awareness. Was there anything that came up when you were researching this? Was there any feedback um, in relation to the product, uh, in relation to maybe to, to test users, and how, how that feedback might have been incorporated that you can share? Yeah, so the product was designed actually with a tremendous amount of user feedback. Um, that is actually one of the reasons it took us a little bit longer than we had originally planned to ship the product. We started gathering feedback from users through both in-person research studies, um, you know, digital tests, things like that, to get feedback on the experience. And one of the things we heard was actually that people were expecting a slightly different experience than what we had originally planned. In particular, the most interesting feedback we heard was that people wanted to be able to curate the list of businesses they were seeing. So we originally designed it to simply give you a one-time delete slash uh, disassociate button, right? And just like get rid of this data. I don't mm -hmm. want to see it anymore. What we heard was people didn't want that. What they actually said is, mm, I kind of like the ads I get from you know certain stores or certain websites that they visit. But they didn't want other businesses to have that data uh, you know, and use it to power ads on Facebook. So they gave uh, us this feedback and we wound up building the ability to curate the list on a business by business basis, which took us quite a bit of extra time, mm -hmm. but we think was an important change to improve the usability of the product based upon that user feedback. So just to be clear here, and I'm sure I might have picked this up wrong, so there is a curation ability within this product, is there? Yes, you may selectively disassociate the data from any business going forward um, due to the storage constraints, literally the way the system is architected. In order to disassociate the historical data, it does need to be all the businesses altogether. But going forward, you can say any one business, I want to no longer have that business send data to Facebook and have it be associated with my account. Now, the, <laughs> given the day this in, the, the, the obvious sort of associated question is there, if I can curate the businesses, can I curate the organizations? And therefore, can I go, in, go as far as to curate, for example, political parties? Um, so... Uh, the off Facebook activity feature would allow you to curate whether or not a any organization that is outside of Facebook that is sending Facebook data based on your activity on their app or website, which could, for example, include yeah. a, a you know trade affiliation or a political party that website or app that you use, um, whether or not that data can be associated mm -hmm. with your account. Things like what kind of political association you may have. To the extent that Facebook may use that for advertising targeting is curatable in a different place. There's a tool we have called Ads right. Preferences. And in the Ads Preferences, you can mm -hmm. see the topics and interests associated with your account, which is where you would be able to see that and say, oh, I don't want to receive ads based on this topic or interest. Mm -hmm. Just uh, taking a step back, um, and don't worry, this is not a political question, but it, 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 just taking a, a, a step back, I mean, Facebook's uh, quarterly results, other than the revenue and all that kind of stuff, one of the things that 
was not a surprise, but was very notable, was the fact that it is actually still growing as uh, you know a, a a bunch of companies, and that the the number of daily active users was up nine percent year on year, I think, to one point six billion. Uh, an audience of over two billion people now, or, or over two billion people, use at least one Facebook service um, per day. The reason that's notable is that. You know, I'm a journalist sitting here in a media organization talking to you. And if you were to read, if you were to, to read newspapers and online sites and listen to broadcasters, you would have sworn that Facebook was doomed for the last 12 to 18 months. And I'm not sure how to formulate this into a question to you, but I do you have any kind of thoughts about why it is that Facebook is still growing. It's a growing business. It An awful lot of people use it, depend on it. And yet there still is, uh, there's a kind of a an idea out there that it's somehow stagnating or that it's not growing. Um, do you have any thoughts on that at all? I'm certainly not equipped to comment on our overall earnings or company growth, but I can give you two general statements that I think are on point to your question. The, the first general statement is that it, to the extent that we continue to grow, it's a testament to the hard work that we try to do to build p- products that people find useful and the fact that people continue to find our products useful. And the second is that while we need to continue to build useful products and make them useful to people, we of course need to acknowledge that there's clearly some feedback out there for us and we're working to address it. Launches like this launch of off Facebook activity is one of the ways we're trying to address some of the feedback that this has actually been a, you know, a major element, but only an element in what is hopefully feeling like a drumbeat for those who follow us around transparency and control over privacy. We're well aware of the feedback out there on that, and we're working hard to address it. So hopefully you'll hear more from us in that regard. We are not deaf to the feedback. We hear it. Um, and yet we'll also continue to stay focused on building products people find useful. And as long as we do that, we hope we continue to grow. Okay. Well, listen, thank you very much for uh, joining me today to uh, talk about this. Oh, you're welcome. And that was David Bezer, Senior Product Director of Facebook in charge of off Facebook activity. And that's all we have time for this week, folks. Uh, from me, Adrian Weckler, the tech editor of the Irish and Sunday Independent. Thank you very much for listening, as always. And I'll talk to you again same time next week. 